and welcome to the Canny Conversations podcast, powered by the Pathway Group. My name's Mark Wakeley, and I'm one of the team who bring you these podcasts each week. In this series, Safraz will be talking to some of the business people he's met and worked with in his 23 years at the heart of the West Midlands business community, as well as some of the businesses that are part of the Multicultural Apprenticeship Alliance. In this week's episode, Safraz talks to Jonathan Foote, Head of Apprenticeships and Early Careers at Compass Group UK and Ireland. In part one of their conversation, Saf and Jonathan discuss his role leading the apprenticeship programme at Compass Group, the large food and support services company, operating in sectors including business, healthcare and education. They discuss the Compass Group's mission to a million commitment to provide opportunities for career development regardless of people's backgrounds. Jonathan outlines how he built up an award-winning apprenticeship program at Compass by focusing on quality teaching and learning. He also emphasises the importance of collaborating with partners like the Multicultural Apprenticeship Alliance to attract diverse talent into the business. So let's join the conversation. Welcome to another Connie Conversations. Today we've got a special guest, uh, an award-winning individual. It's my absolute pleasure to invite you, Jonathan. Thank you. I know you've had a long drive here. We've just been talking about the journey from Nottingham, a journey that I often take in an hour, and today you've had a (laughs) (laughs) you've had a bit of a drive. But importantly, more importantly, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your contribution, and thank you so much for your encouragement and support with the work that we're doing. And I have to congratulate you as well for award-winning, winning the employer for the Retail Hospitality and Tourism Award at the Multicultural Apprenticeship Awards. I've got a photograph of yourself, not, not in a bad one, but where you're, where you're, I think, at least a foot off the ground. You're jumping, you, you, you're jumping over with, with, with joy, which is fantastic. So congratulations on that. No, thank you. We're um, super proud and super proud to be patrons of the Multicultural Apprenticeship Alliance. Really important to us. And, you know, Jack Deep's been fantastic in terms of the support. He's leading that agenda. It's it's amazing how that's moved forward since Jack Deep's come on. So super proud. And yes, we really enjoyed the evening. I'm really proud. And also proud of our apprentices as well that were shortlisted. And obviously Dean was highly commended. So really important that we don't forget them as yeah, well. Absolutely. You've done really well there. And again, you had your own awards last week, was it? Or the week? Yeah, we had Apprentice Chef of the Year, uh, which is our annual dinner, which is our internal Chef of the Year competition. So they go through two heats. um, And then we brought in Bryn Williams, um, one of our apprenticeship ambassadors that was head judge at the final in Chertsey uh, three weeks ago. And then the winner, Jess Miller, cooked her three-course menu for the guests at that uh, dinner and celebrate her achievement. But also the finalists worked alongside her as Herbert Brigade, which was super. And then we had guest speakers like Jack Deep representing the Multicultural Apprenticeship Alliance. And then we talked about our mission to a million, about supporting people, no matter what their circumstances, onto the first rung of the career ladder at Compass Group. So lovely evening, lovely atmosphere. And it was cross-sector, which is really important to us. So, you know, Compass Group is made up of different business sectors. So it's really great to see such diverse talent from across all our business sectors represented at that evening. Fantastic. And how was the food? Brilliant. <laughs> I, I always say it can't get any better, but really? this year was amazing. Really? Honestly, the food was just out of this world. But that, everyone was buzzing at the end of it. It was just, um, I always worry because, you know, when you're organising an event, you think, is it going to be as good as last year? But it surpassed our expectations. So I was super proud. And the feedback has been phenomenal internally and externally. So, yeah. Congratulations. Really I mean, you, should, you should be proud, honestly. We, you know, we've seen some of the stuff that you've been doing, and it, it is remarkable and it is, it is praiseworthy. So, 
there's no doubt to hats hats off to yourself. So Jonathan, talk to us about the role. Uh, you know, you, you've got a title which is a fairly long title, a lot of responsibilities, <laughs> and I've gone through the through the list. So head of apprenticeships and early careers. In a nutshell, what is that role, and, and, and yeah. what do you do? So head of apprenticeships and early careers. Um, as it says on the title, apprenticeships are the most important part of that title in terms of I'm totally responsible for our apprenticeship levy. Yeah. Uh, we have a large levy pot of funds. For me, the two main objectives of that apprenticeship levy is um, for the skills development, career progression of our existing employees, but also the attraction of new talent to our business via apprentice vacancies. So that's predominantly that, but also as part of that role, it's to engage with our delivery partners. So, you know, we want to make sure that our apprentices have the best in terms of quality of teaching, learning assessment. So we went through a rigorous process engaging our delivery partners to make sure that that quality was there from the start and to work with us, one, from an apprenticeship delivery, but also understand us as a business from our ethos, our mission, our values, et cetera, and understanding that mission to a million commitment in terms of support all people no matter what onto that first rung of the career ladder and that can be apprenticeships or it can be career pathways but really important that they embrace that and understood that so that they could work with us to bespoke our apprenticeship program to our businesses and our skills gaps that we need in our business fantastic fantastic and thank you for summarizing that for those that may not know let's talk a little bit about the organization compass group uk and ireland so, you know, some may have heard of Compass, but I would say some of the clients that you work with, where you're the facility provider, you're the backbone of the organization, they definitely would have heard of. So let's, you know, if you share yeah. with us the organization, the activities, the, the footprint that you have. Yeah. So Compass Group UK and Ireland is one of the largest contract catering organizations. So as I said, it's about 40,000 staff. But if you think of Compass Group UK and Ireland as that umbrella, under that umbrella, there is different business sectors that are headed up by a separate MD, head of people, and then obviously a structure in terms of delivering those contracts with their clients that they've got contracts with. So if you think of uh, Levy UK, which is our sort of sports stadia part of our business. So if you think of football stadiums, the O2 Arena, for example, all those sort of venues that we operate in. You've then got our Chartwells side of the business, which is our schools, colleges, and universities. So again, feeding millions of children every day. Um, you've then got our business and industry side of the business. You've then got our healthcare and our ESS defense side of the business, which has merged recently to become Compass One. Um, so headed up by an MD and that structure. And then you've got our venues collection, which is part of Levy, which is our sort of hotel conference venues. So vast different sectors made up, as I say, of MDs, heads of people, and a structure to deliver those contracts for our clients. Okay, so 40,000 staff, a multi-billion organization, many sort of different divisions, many different clients. Tell us a little bit about the apprenticeships that that you deliver within these organizations? Yeah. So when joining um, Compass Group, that's, I'm on my seventh year now with the, mm. the, the organization. Mm. Uh, love it. I think it's we are really about people. And they say the Compass family, and it truly is a Compass family. And you become part of that family, which is great. It was really important to me, one, to get to know the MDs for each of those business sectors and the heads of people, to meet with them, one, to understand their business and what they do, but also talk to them and ask them the key question, what is your skills gaps within your business sector? 
which went down really well in terms of starting to work with them in terms of that what I call a partnership with each of those business sectors as a central function part of the business to make sure then that we scoped out what does that look like in terms of apprenticeship standards to meet those skills gaps, but also give those individuals the stretch and challenge in terms of giving them the skills, knowledge and behaviours for them to progress from sort of a level two, if that's towards their starting point, to create a roadmap that takes them on a journey to degree level apprenticeships. And that was really important to me that, you know, someone coming new to the business whose aspiration could see that there is a culinary director role within our business. There was a clear roadmap that would take them on that journey and a clear length of time and support to get them there. But if it was right for them just to come in and do a commie chef and be happy in that role, then that was job done as well. So, and it, for existing employees, it could be that their starting point is a level four, for example. So, you know, some of our senior exec chefs that haven't had a recognized qualification, that apprenticeship standard was really important for them to go on that journey and we created for example the forward of Marcus Waring program for our senior exec chefs um, who worked towards a senior culinary level four apprenticeship standard but have that added value of certain so many days during that journey with Marcus in terms of foraging fermentation going down to Devon and doing all the things that probably they wouldn't do as part of a normal apprenticeship standard, just to take them out of their comfort zone, stretch and challenge them, but also for them to then take that knowledge back to their unit and apply that and the feedback from one them in terms of their journey and what they've learned and applied, but also from the client as well. So it builds that partnership even further. Okay. Jonathan, we're going to come back to a little bit about, obviously, some of the areas that you're working in. We'll delve a little bit deeper into the structure of the organization, obviously, the, the working relationships that you have with the team, a little bit more about this Compass family ethos. But let's talk about the journey that's got you here uh, and the milestones to, throughout that. So if you can, if you don't mind sharing with us, from the beginning, early days, yep. what, what did that look like? What, what was the key milestones that you remember? Please share yeah. that with us. So school wasn't good for me in terms of being bullied, and I'll be open about that. Horrendous time at school, hated it. Worst time of my life. You know, people say it should be the best time of your life. It was totally the opposite for me. Couldn't wait to leave. School were non-supportive, I've got to say, in those days. Wow. But I had a real supportive family. Uh, Mum and dad were great. They opened a fresh uh, fish and veg shop in the local town. And I was allowed to leave school uh, before my 16th birthday and go and work there because they thought that was the best route for me. Okay, at the time, the, you, were you allowed to leave early? Was that something? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it was you agreed can, with you school. Yeah, 15, just yeah. because of, um, you know, non-attendance from being right, bullied, okay. et cetera. And we just discussed it. And I just said, I just want to go and do that. Wow. So that was agreed. Yeah. So I did go back for my CSEs as they were in those days, showing my age, and got minimal um, sort of grade fours, grade threes. So didn't do great in terms of that. But I always said to myself, whatever I do in my life, I want to be happy. And that was yeah. all mum and dad always said to me, just be happy. As yeah. long as you're happy, we're happy. So started in the fresh uh, fish and veg shop and learned that skill with fish, learning all about different fishes, uh, how to... Uh, debone them etc so fantastic and that taught me in terms of confidence and getting myself back up to be able to speak confidently to customers uh being able to run that shop on my own uh, eventually once you know mum and dad were happy with what i was doing really enjoyed that which gave me then the starting point of my retail career and after two years of doing that and finishing my schooling as i called it 
I then moved and I, I went for an interview for chief cashier at a local cash and carry, which dealt with obviously the hotel trade. And my dad said to me, son, I might, you might be um, stretching yourself in terms of your ability here, but, you know, good luck. Anyway, I got the job. Okay. So I was really super proud. And then I went to work for, and, you know, in those days, if you worked for local Elstons, as the family were known, at the Cash and Curry, you were done a good job. Yeah. So I was their chief cashier, and I did that for three, four years. And then one of the hotel chain that came into the hotel said to me, did I want some part-time work? Um, so I used to go from head cashier up to the local hotel and wait on tables, which I loved in terms of that confidence, speaking to people, what they've been doing during the day. And I ran a restaurant as head waiter for 40 people in the evening um, for a number of years. And then they wanted me to go full time to become their sort of general manager at that hotel and put me on a course at Exeter College. So I did that for a little while. And then uh, I met my, at the time, partner and moved to the Midlands. So that was a change of direction. So I came up to the Midlands, sort of got a job in retail, and I worked for Salisbury selling handbags and luggage for a number of years. Started as deputy manager, went through to manager at rugby for a while, and then I became regional manager for okay. Salisbury, which I loved. And then sadly, they went bankrupt back in those days, which was really sad. Um, and then I saw an advert for a NVQ retail assessor for Rathbone, which was a charity that supported people from disadvantaged backgrounds. And I just thought, do you know what? Because during my retail days, I had a YTS, um, Youth Training Scheme, yeah. in those days, show me yeah, age, yeah, yeah. and supported um, this young lad who, again, had, you know, real unsettled home life i word it like that but really worked with him in terms of making sure he turned up if he wasn't turning up he used to knock on his door and say to his mum where is he and then he used to really support him and say come on we can do this and do you know what we supported him he got a job with us he went on and got another job and then he became a manager in a retail outlet and just to walk through that shopping center and he say hi jonathan thank you for everything you've done for me that's a job well done and it just brings at home the empathy that I can relate to in terms of, you know, not being happy in my childhood. So that was really important to me. So from there, you know, the YTS scheme was a good one. And then um, I sort of was really sad when that ended, but I saw the opportunity of going into Rathbone in terms of an MVQ assessor, because it was MVQs in those days, as a starting point, again, to support people, supporting them, getting them on the first rung of the career ladder and you know, working with them, supporting them, one, to get a recognised qualification, but also in terms of supporting them in terms of their personal circumstances as well. And I did that for a number of years. I built myself up and opened a, a centre in uh, Leamington Spa. So it went from Coventry as an assessor to a centre manager of a training centre in Leamington Spa. Then I progressed to quality manager. And for my last six years in um, Rathbone, I was operations director for the Midlands, Southwest, Southeast London, and East of England, and had six regional managers reporting to me. Fantastic, so, fantastic. And I really enjoyed that. Um, and then I progressed to a couple of other training organizations, some good, some bad, as we know, they're not all perfect but really learned a lot. And then the opportunity in 2017, when the apprenticeship levy was announced, I was approached by a recruitment agency about that they were looking for a head of apprenticeships and early careers at Compass Group. Yeah. So I quickly did my homework and went to an interview in London, um, had that interview. And by the time I got back to the railway station, they offered me the job. Yeah, so 
and then the rest is history where I am today. So it was hard work starting at Compass Group. They were an employer provider at the time. Um, so I took the decision to recommend to Compass Group that we just stop being an employer provider and we become an employer with a large levy fund and let the experts where I've come from select them and let them deliver for ourselves. So managing um, the supply chain, yeah. managing the providers. Yeah. And, and, and bringing the right team, which I've done in terms of the expertise, knowledge and skill set, to be able to manage that effectively and grow the apprenticeship program. There's a lot to unpack uh, there, Jonathan, <laughs> and I'm going to start start doing that if I can. But just just to get an understanding, so where, where was home? Where was the original home? So home was mined in Somerset. Somerset. Um, yeah. Okay. There's but, a little there's a little bit of a twang there. I think yeah. There's a little bit. It comes out. It, when it, I first it, came it, to the Midlands, everyone said you're not from round here, are you? Yeah. There's a little bit. If you met my brother, yeah. you would know that yeah. he was from Somerset. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, I think I think uh, I think that's wonderful. So. So home is Somerset, and then you came to the Midlands. Yes. And then you sort of settled in the Midlands and more or less worked now. In, yeah, in, 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 yeah that, I've been in, in the Midlands. 30, 1989, I moved to the Midlands, so okay. 30 plus years. Okay, we'll, we'll adapt to you as one of ours then. Yeah, we'll adapt, we'll, adapt, we'll adapt to you as one of them. Thank you. So, so thank, thank you, thank you for that, Jonathan. Thank you for sharing that journey. And and I and there's a lot of things I can I can resonate uh, absolutely. You know, don't tell my colleagues, but I, I failed all my GCSEs as well. So I, I left school with no GCSEs. I don't openly talk about it, but you know, it's uh, it was a, a bit of a shock, and then I had to sort of rebuild my career. But I, I my father, very similar to yourself, supported family, supported. I, I carried on with the the BTEC sort of uh, field, so you know, rather than uh, anything else, I did the BTEC qualifications. So a lot of the things that you know you, you spoke about in some of the, some of the challenges, some of the job opportunities, uh, absolutely re- resonate with me. I was in the retail sector myself, worked for a number of organisations, Halfords. I've, I've worked for, I've worked for CNA, the organisations that are no longer mm-hmm. Lewis, you know, department stores, so little small jobs and so forth, and then. And that's part of the journey, really. No, we can't put all that on our CV or on our LinkedIn <laughs> profile, but it's this is where you know these conversations come in to really get to know somebody and and, and what they're about. So, if I may, I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, your experience as an employer provider. I want to say your experience as as Compass Group, the experience as an employer provider, because there's a lot of organisations, a lot of employers who back when the reforms came in, apprenticeship reforms came in, thought that potentially this is another income stream for them. Uh, they regarded the whole apprenticeship arena as a way for them to effectively utilize the apprenticeship levy a little bit better, but also potentially make a margin, a contribution. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing or anything like that, but I'm just saying the fact that but that transition change, uh, change happens that you know, this is something which is complicated. There's reputational risk as well involved. There's a lot of ingredients to this, and organisations need to put the resources in place. And it's a difficult arena to run an apprenticeship programme, particularly when there's complexity of a business of your size, a scale, uh, and, and any sort of large business of any. There's a lot of, a lot of complexities. So talk to us a little about coming in, doing your sort of due diligence, fact finding understanding the whole sort of business of the compass group because it's, it's a minefield itself yeah. just understanding that on its own takes a, takes yeah. a while then on top of that the element of how do we get such a large oil tanker of an organization to turn you know it's not something you could do immediately overnight 
and you know you're talking sometimes years of groundwork and you know you can't do it in over a, even a 12 month plan to be frank with you my in my opinion so talk to us about those challenges uh Jonathan and then I'll come back with a little bit more yeah. but I'm really intrigued with that part of it if I can yeah yeah no yeah. certainly um so I think the first week I sat at my desk rocking backwards and forwards thinking what have I done <laughs> <laughs> in terms of the the scale of it and for me it's about making sure you've got your quality of teaching learning assessment right if you get your quality right in any organization from a delivery perspective of apprenticeships everything else falls into place i absolutely swear on that i've been quality director i've gone through offstead inspections with training providers i've learned what that criteria means one to them what they're looking for but also to us as an organization so that was key to me how supportive were the organization when you're coming in and saying some of these possibly challenging that's what i do like about compass group you have that autonomy to make suggestions and um, but to carry them out and you know we're not all perfect we don't always make the right decision but you are given that autonomy and that's what i've been given and that's why i've done what i've done to get where we were and to where we are now over that period of 6 years. Okay. And what what does a team look like? What does a team yeah. consist like? So as myself as head of apprenticeships and early careers, it was always important to me when I'm working in training provider that you have a real effective operations manager. So Luke Ford, my operations manager, came from the training provider world. So he manages everything from day-to-day -day operations to make sure that our apprentices are on track. So if they're not, when we have regular reviews with our training providers, why are they not on track is it something that we as the employer are not doing in terms of supporting that individual from off the job to assessments etc or is it the training provider and Luke will get into that detail and sort that out so that was really key for me to have that person the next person for me was from a quality perspective so I've got Barry Rotherham who's my quality compliance manager again everything that says on his title that he focuses on with our delivery partners he'll do quality action reviews in every sort of quarter to make sure that everything from the offsted criteria we monitor that with our training providers and he works really closely with the quality directors and the quality teams from those delivery partners and that's been really effective and then we have um, monthly reviews where we'll go through that action plan and highlight the areas of concern but most importantly showcase the good practice as well and then share that good practice and i think that's been really valuable so that is Barry's role and then in terms of got Chloe Jones who is my administrations manager so Chloe works with me from everything from admin but also in terms of the digital account service from levy making sure our providers get paid on time but also in terms of transfer of levy we work very closely and we've been really successful since covid in terms of using our 25% allowance to support SMEs in the hospitality sector um and we've just gifted 500k to the west midlands combined authority to support them in terms of the hospitality industry to get it back on its feet from covid so chloe works with me really closely and, and manages that and chloe i think you know is a showcase in terms of we practice what we preach chloe started as an apprentice 5 years ago and it's worked away through those different business admin qualifications learning and development qualification and now administration manager and then under that we've got three apprentices two of them started from the kickstart scheme which was introduced as you know um during covid so again sort of brandon and tom are with us now doing their sort of level 3 business admin and ned's been with us 4 years as an apprentice again you know 
the growth of those individuals, I think, is phenomenal. So they all report into Chloe now, so that you can see how strong that administration compliance perspective is really important to us. And then you've got Steve Leake in terms of our apprentice recruitment manager, so works with me from uh, bringing new talent into the business, working with the business sectors um, in terms of their recruitment needs and managing that whole process. And then just recently, um, we've added Callum Green to the team, who is the project manager for the new skills learning and community hub at Edgebaston, known as Accelerate with Edgebaston, which opens in early 2024. And that is about working with a client as Edgebaston Cricket Club in a part of their um, stadium to create this real USP, all singing, all dancing skills hub that will support people from culinary, front of house, but also technology, um, management, events throughout that training academy. But on a match day, it will operate for people coming to watch the cricket. So they get good food, good service, but the people that have come through that academy can come and work and get paid for the skills and apply those skills in that academy. So there's an operations manager, a compliance manager, you've got a recruitment manager, administration team, and now you've got sort of an academy uh, lead, academy, academy yeah. manager, that's the team. And I think, I think yeah. you know, we're really fortunate because I talk to other large contract catering organisations from an apprenticeship team. I'm really fortunate to have the team and be able to have the team that I've got in terms of the size of it. But it's really important to have that team just to make sure, and, you know, we are award-winning now and our quality is renowned in terms of you speak to our providers, they know that we're on it. They call us quite high maintenance in terms of the demands we make, but that's really important to me that we're managing them. I've been on that side of the fence, so for me it's really important to make sure the quality of teaching and learning assessments there across the board. Yeah, I mean, there's a fair amount of you know investment there. I mean, uh, I mean I've seen teams a lot smaller with, with employers where there's you know one person and maybe another person as an assistant so there's a fair amount of senior people here yeah. within the team and the team is a very strong team I've met some of the individuals and you know you should be proud of your team and I'm sure they're proud to be part of your team so and I'm always you know. looking you know I, you know I'm not going to be here forever I want to retire and enjoy life so you know for that succession of those the ability within that team to carry on which is important as well and they've been with me now five, six years between them. So we've got a real steady team. We unite as a team. You know, we have our good, we have our bad days, we have our challenges, but we are all there to support each other. And I think that comes across as well if you talk to the team. Okay, okay. So as you said, I mean, and I said at the beginning, you're, not, you're an award-winning employer. And I'm not asking you to summarize your application, but what makes an award-winning employer in, yeah. your, in your view? I think for me, it's about... Um, our mission to a million in terms of really sits really comfortable with me in terms of supporting anyone no matter what their circumstances and going back you know I've, I've been quite open about my circumstances and I just think that the more employers do that to articulate that you know we can support an individual no matter what onto that first rung provide them with the skills and, and the qualifications to help them develop progress be more confident in what they do and that reaps rewards in terms of for them as individuals, for us as a business, but most importantly, our clients can actually see that as well in terms of they're getting good, committed, loyal staff that provide good food, good service. And we are about that people. And I, and I think that is it for me. And it's also about working with organisations like yourself as the Multicultural Apprenticeship Alliance in terms of 
we're really proud of our stats now. 19% of our apprentices come from a multicultural apprenticeship background. And since Jagdeep, and I keep singing Jagdeep's praises, but since Jagdeep's come on board, the patrons meeting, that networking, sharing best practice, but also promoting our opportunities within the multicultural communities, that for me speaks volumes and that is um, success. So I think it's the collaboration that's made us award-winning as well. It's not just about us as a team. It's about bringing those partners together. I think that is critical to any business that you can't do this on your own. You've got to engage with the right partners to improve the population and attract that new talent from diverse backgrounds is really key. Really appreciate that. And again, thank you for that. I mean, there's no doubt, you know, you've got the organization, you've got your team on a if I can use the the word foot, uh, you got you got it on a good footing at the moment, Jonathan. You got you got in a good place at the moment, and you got a fantastic team there. And I think uh, it's really that governance as well. Do you know what I mean? That's what makes success. Uh, is you know you've got to have that governance, and but working collaboratively. Fantastic, fantastic. So, in terms of recruitment, you've got a person that looks after recruitment now for yourself. You've got one of these. Thanks to Jonathan Foote, Head of Apprenticeships and Early Careers at Compass Group UK and Ireland, for his time and insight. Next week, we'll be able to hear the second part of the conversation between Safraz and Jonathan. So, if you don't want to miss that, then remember to subscribe or follow us. If you are new to the podcast, let me tell you, there are already 76 other Canny Conversation podcast episodes out there. And you can listen to all those past episodes by searching for Canny Conversations on your preferred podcast platform or go to 1386audio.com forward slash have a listen. We would also love it if you could review, subscribe or follow the podcast and please tell your friends and colleagues about us. If you'd like to know more, then go to cannyconversationspodcast.co.uk or go to Safraz's website, that's safraz.co.uk. Safraz has also written a series of easy to follow business books Canny Bites. And these are available from cannybites.co.uk forward slash buy the book. As I said, we'll be back next week with the second half of Safraz's conversation with Jonathan Foote, Head of Apprenticeships and Early Careers at Compass Group. So until then, have a good week. This is a 1386 audio production.